You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at BuffaloRumblings.com. The Bills are 2-0 following their win at the New York Giants. They head back home for their home opener against the Cincinnati Bengals this week, another team that is easily beatable. Before we do that, though, we've got questions to answer in this week's Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. The phone number here is 716-508-0405. Tweet us using at RumblingsQ&A. We've got lots of questions coming in from Instagram. You can find us there at Buffalo Rumblings. A comment from the comment section. You can email us using Rumblings at SBNation.com. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show. It really is boring without questions coming in from you. It's just me ranting and raving and... You know, we've got plenty of podcasts out there that do that, but these are all your questions. So get those in for next week's episode. You can even text them in at 716-508-0405. My five observations piece posted at buffalorumblings.com on Sunday night after the Bills game, and uh, it got met with a little uh, pushback. We'll uh, talk about that in a second, but I wanted to go through the five things that I uh, I picked up from the game. Uh, the first headline was, uh, I like what Brian Dable is doing with the offense. They were able to spread it out to a lot of different receivers, he and Josh Allen. They were able to convert on several third downs by going at or near the sticks. They were able to run the ball effectively and get chunks of yards. They were able to run out the clock and move the ball, even when the defense knew they were going to be running it. I just really liked what they were doing on offense against the New York Giants. The offensive line, however, was a little bit hit and miss, which is my second bullet point. We keep seeing this rotation between Cody Ford and Ty Inseki, but when you look at the Bills' scoring drives, most of them are coming with Ty Inseki at right tackle, whereas Cody Ford is getting beat routinely by edge rushers. Uh, I, I'm not necessarily ready to call for Cody Ford to be benched yet or moved inside, but it, it really does bear watching what they do at that right tackle position because Cody Ford has not been as good as Ty Inseki. The third bullet point was Buffalo's front four feels transformed. I really like what that front four is doing. Trent Murphy looks like he's healthy again. Ed Oliver has come in and been very, very good, even as a rookie. Even Lorenzo Alexander uh, coming in and playing defensive tackles looked great. Uh, Harrison Phillips is almost splitting 50-50. He's almost splitting reps with Star Latulile, and uh, Phillips had his first NFL sack. It was a half sack uh, split with Alexander against the New York Giants. So it's I've really liked what the front four is doing in the pass rush and in, even in the running game. 
Devin Singletary, free Devin Singletary, was my next bullet point. He has 127 rushing yards on only 10 carries. He is uh, near the leaders in rushing yards in the NFL. And uh, if he qualified, if he had enough rushing attempts, he would be near the top in yards per attempt. I keep wondering why they put him in the game more. They actually were giving him a couple of late fourth quarter carries on Sunday when he pulled a hamstring or came up with a cramp. Sean McDermott said on Monday that they were still evaluating his injury, which leads me to believe it wasn't a cramp. So we'll see how long he's out and on the shelf. And finally, I uh, criticized the Bills for their third quarter slump. They only had 12 yards, uh, a bunch, a bunch of penalties, especially on the first play of drives and on first downs to put him behind the sticks. They just did not have a very good third quarter. That was when uh, Eli Manning was going 8 for 10. Uh, on the other side of the field. So it just was not great for anybody on either side of the ball. Luckily, the Giants weren't able to score too many points during that time frame, but it was not great. Those are my five observations after the Bills win over the New York Giants. You can see that all at buffalorumblings.com. This week's question of the week is, Matt, why are you being so negative toward the Bills after their 2-0 start and they handled the Giants pretty easily at MetLife Stadium? Well, I think that's unfair to say that I'm being negative, first of all, but this question came up a ton in the comments section of my five, five observations post at buffalorumblings.com. The main reason is the headline. You know, the Bills win despite shortcomings or something along those lines. And they definitely had shortcomings. They came out flat in their first series. The defense allowed the Giants to really walk down the field and score on the first drive. Then the Bills offense came out and went three and out. The same thing happened in the third quarter. They just kind of came out lackadaisical. Um, I didn't like how they ended the second quarter, taking a knee with... You know, a, a manageable two-minute situation where they could have scored some points and really started to to put the boots to the Giants there at the end of the second quarter. In the third quarter, they had a chance to put away the game, and they didn't do that. Uh, there was even a time in the fourth quarter where they let the Giants get within one score, and um, then Josh Allen was facing a, a long third down play that he eventually averted, but but the Giants had a guy in his face on third down, and it could have really been a disaster. And uh, I, so I just I wasn't happy with the way that the Bills didn't put away the Giants. They need to learn how to close out games, and that's really what I was talking about in my five observations piece with you know the third quarter slump, talking about that, and then with the headline about the shortcomings. I just. Uh, I want them to learn how to do that against bad teams so that when they have good teams in the building, it's it's easier for them to do. So, Matt, why are you being so negative when the Bills are 2-0 and they beat the Jets and Giants on the road? I'm not being negative. I'm, in fact, very encouraged by what the Bills are doing on offense, especially on third down offense. I really like what's going on with the Bills in 2019. And uh, let's get to the rest of your questions. Our first question comes from the comment section at buffalorumblings.com and it's from user Ken Swiatek. 
How is Zay Jones playing, and would Duke Williams be a better option? Zay Jones has three receptions for 32 yards on eight targets. None of those numbers are very good. The Bills are clearly going more towards John Brown and Cole Beasley and even integrating the tight ends into the passing game before they're getting to Zay Jones. With that being said, he's the third receiver on the team, and it goes beyond just the catch numbers. Jones has played 52% of the Bills' snaps so far, far and away better than Robert Foster, who is fourth among wide receivers at 29%, and Isaiah McKenzie down at 15%. He's cl- there's clearly a pecking order, Antonio Brown, Cole Beasley, then Zay Jones, then everybody else. It's interesting because Jones is actually the one that was in down the stretch against the New York Giants, mainly for his blocking ability. Beasley was out, Jones was in, and uh, Jones was taking care of business uh, in the blocking realm. I, I I don't think he's playing up to his second round potential, um, but I also don't think that Duke Williams or anybody else would come in and just kind of step in and replace him very easily. He knows what he's doing in the offense, he knows his role, and he's playing it as well as he can right now. His problem continues to be separation. He can't really separate from NFL defensive backs, and he hasn't proven that he's been able to do that throughout his entire career. So it's not just drops that he's had problems with. It, it's it's really gaining separation away from defenders, and that's something that Cole Beasley and John Brown have been able to do with great success. With the way that Josh Allen was spreading the ball around against the New York Giants, I'd be surprised if the Bills made any changes to their skill position players on offense anytime soon. Thanks for your question at buffalorumlings.com. We'll be right back after this break. At Donper underscore sports asks us at Buff Rumlings on Twitter. I think the offense got conservative at the end of the first half and it lingered in the beginning of the second half. Any thoughts on that? Great offenses never stop trying to score. I'm happy about the win. A little discouraged they didn't let Allen try something at the end of the first half. So let's backtrack just a little bit. The series before Buffalo got that ball at the very end of the first half, they went backwards. Josh Allen lost two yards on a called QB scramble sneak, whatever it was, draw play. On second and 12, there was a pass to John Brown for four yards. Third down. The Giants were called for a neutral zone infraction, and so it was third and three at the Buffalo 45-yard line. All they needed to do is get just a few yards to pick up the first down and then eventually get into field goal range. But they got beat on the right side. Josh Allen uh, scrambled out of the pocket. or Sorry, not quite out of the pocket. Um, didn't throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. Was called for intentional grounding. And then Cody Ford was... Uh, hit with a an unsportsmanlike conduct or unnecessary roughness penalty after he defended Josh Allen, who was thrown down to the ground and uh, stood over just a little bit too long by the Giants defender. So the Bills punted, and then the Giants returned the ball back into Bills' territory. I think that was the turning point. That was when the decision was made more than anything else. And it was the punt and 
just the one bad play, and it kind of shell-shocked Sean McDermott and uh, kind of made him go into his turtle shell just a little bit. And he decided that he wasn't going to go for it if, if the Bills got the ball back. Maybe it was unconsciously, but that's, I think, when it happened. A couple plays later, on first down, the second first down of the series, Ed Oliver tips the pass, Trent Murphy catches the interception, the Bills have the ball at the 28-yard line. But in his mind, Sean McDermott saw that his offense wasn't very good the last time they had the ball, and then the the special teams allowed a long punt return, so they didn't want to mess around with that right there. So they took two knees and went into halftime up 21-7. to Now, I sit there, and they're at the 28-yard line, and they have two timeouts, and a rocket-armed quarterback, they need to get about, what, 35 yards, puts them into field goal range. Um, 40 yards would put them 20 plus 20 at the 30-yard line. So uh, they only need one, maybe two first downs in 48 seconds with two timeouts. There's plenty of time left for them to do that, but they take a knee instead. And go in. I was not a fan of it at the time. I tweeted about it from the Buffalo Rumblings account at the time and said that this is just another example of Sean McDermott not understanding game management. And of course, people were all over me because you can't be negative about Sean McDermott. He's shown he doesn't quite know when to be aggressive and when to be conservative. And that's okay if they're winning, but it's not going to be okay when they're playing teams that are good. And if they did that against the Patriots, people would be crushing them for it. Um, Yeah, they were up by two touchdowns. Yeah, it was against the New York Giants, so they maybe felt like they didn't have to do that. But it just, it it screamed not understanding how to put a team away. And I, I don't know if it was a hangover into the third quarter or not, but it just felt like the Bills weren't playing to put away the Giants in the third quarter. And it really goes back to that decision not to go for it at the end of the first half. Now, it could be completely unrelated. Maybe the Giants came out and did a bunch of things differently in the third quarter than they did in the first half, but it just it felt like they gave up at the end of the first half, and it took a while for them to get back that killer instinct. The Giants had to score a touchdown for them to kind of get back into that zone where, oh, yeah, we need to score again. And uh, I think that does not bode well for their long-term chances, and that's one of the reasons I was called negative at buffalorumlinks.com and on Twitter. So I agree with you, Don, and I agree with Nick Bat, who wrote an article which featured some similar information on buffalorumlinks.com. You can check all that stuff out over at the website. Thanks for your question at Buff Rumblings. Going to the phone lines at 716-508-0405. Hi, my name is Daniel. I'm calling from San Diego. And my question is, am I the only one who thinks Matt Barkley is a better quarterback than Josh Allen? Thank you. Bye. Hi, Daniel. Thanks for calling in to the Buffalo Rumblings Q&A phone line at 716-508-0405. I don't think you're the only one that thinks Matt Barkley is better than Josh Allen. But I do think that you're in a very small minority. 
Barkley looked very good in the preseason against second and third teamers. That's you know undeniable. But again, it was against second and third teamers. He showed a good command of the offense, but so was Allen. Allen has shown a knack for picking up yards and escaping bad plays from the offensive line. He's been going past the sticks on third down. He's been efficient, uh, completing a good chunk, more than 60% of his passes over his last three games. Of course, they invested heavily in him. It's not really an issue that most Bills fans or anybody else is willing to entertain right now. It's Josh Allen is the guy going forward, and he's going to get the rest of the season as long as he doesn't get hurt. Thanks for calling in at 716-508-0405 at the Buffalo Rumblings Q&A voicemail line. Over to Twitter, at BillsRock12 asks us, I'm not as enamored with Brian Dable as some are. We have the weapons on offense to create mismatches. Does Dable know what the hell he's doing? I know it's vague, but I think it's legitimate. I think it's fair to question some of the decisions that we've seen out of the offense, whether it's the rotation between Cody Ford and Ty and Secchi, but I don't know whose decision that is. Um, but I also think that We've seen some very, very good things out of the development of Josh Allen. I'm not saying he's there yet or he's arrived, but we've seen him take the step in the progression to being a more accurate quarterback and having a higher completion percentage. I think he schemed um, great usage out of Isaiah McKenzie and really been able to spread the ball around because of that uh, scheme. I like what he did against the Jets in week one where he kept splitting out wide Patrick DeMarco to help Josh Allen get a sense of what Greg Williams' defense was going to do because uh, he blitzes so much. Uh, they were able to adjust a little bit against the Giants when the Giants started sending a lot more pressure. Um, it took a little longer than I would like, but that's one of the things you get with a young quarterback. So I don't necessarily think that Dable's doing a bad job. Uh, there's a couple nitpicky things here and there between Singletary and the right tackle position and you know, a couple other things that are going on, uh, opening the game against the Jets with like, what was it, 17 straight passes, something like that. But it, the, I think those are few and far between in comparison to the overall way that Josh Allen has progressed, and so is this Bills offense. They're doing a lot better now. They still have a long way to go, though, to be one of the more consistent offenses in the NFL. It's hard to argue with the results. They had multiple drives over 70 yards, including a 98-yard touchdown drive against the Giants. So I'm not complaining about him this week, that's for sure. Thanks for your question at Rumlings Q&A. Our last question is a bit of a fun one off Instagram. Andy, our type, asks, Money is no object. Which former bill that is currently active would you want back the most? And you can only pick one. The list isn't very long, actually. Uh, I look at Stefan Gilmore and Ronald Darby. I look out at Robert Woods out on the left coast. And um, those guys are all playing at a very high level. If I go much further beyond that, I know I'm going to leave somebody out. Um, and I'm going to go with Woods. I think if you put Robert Woods in to replace Zay Jones, this offense is transformed, especially with money as no object. 
Woods is a great blocker as he showed off on that long Connor Cup touchdown reception uh, this week for the Rams. I just think he's a great all-around player and would really help this offense both as a run blocker and as a pass catcher. And he could really step in and be that number two receiver to John Brown as the number one wide receiver and make Cole Beasley that slot receiver that he would be. And they could all play 60 or 70% of the snaps and really spread the ball around and just be very dynamic on offense. There isn't a tight end that I would add to really you know, take the take the defense to the next or take the offense to the next level which is one of the things that I would like to add and then if you look on the defensive side of the ball I mean maybe Gilmore uh, could come in and replace Levi Wallace and they could have a really nice defensive secondary and a really nice defense to take it to the next level I just don't know if it would be enough to change the game like Robert Woods would on offense it's a great question and uh, always fun to think about thanks for sending it in on Instagram at Buffalo Rumlings. Stay tuned for a big announcement coming from the Buffalo Rumlings podcast channel in the next few days. We are really excited about this. You can always get in touch with our show at 716-508-0405. Tweet us at Rumblings Q&A. Send us emails, buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Leave comments in the comments section at buffalorumblings.com. Instagram, Twitter, all the social medias. Bills host the Bengals. Go Bills.